Hi everyone, this is Talia from High Vibes. You can follow me on Instagram at at High Vibes. You can also follow me on YouTube at High Vibes. I'm a cannabis influencer and shaman, which sounds as crazy as it is. I help other people elevate their wellness to new heights, and that's what I wanted to do here with this podcast. It's October 17th, that is Cannabis Legalization Day in Canada, and also the launch of my podcast. So thank you so much for joining. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm talking to Cobb from Marijuana Matchstick. He is an awesome influencer in the cannabis space. Definitely somebody you think of when you think of Vancouver cannabis. So definitely check him out. I was really excited to meet up with him, talk to him about his thoughts on legalization, and also our love for the craft cannabis market. So tune in here. So we are here in the Cafe de Pepe in Vancouver. In Vancouver. It's on uh, the corner of Cudell and Kalal Street. And uh, I'm here with Matchstick Marijuana, which is a long time coming because we have been talking about doing collabs since, I don't know, October, November last year. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited for you to be here. This guy is, like, you think about Vancouver cannabis, you think about Magic Marijuana, for sure. So, give us a little bit about you. Let's get your handles. We definitely got to get your handles. Drop that for us. Spelled as it sounds. Well, I guess it's spelled marijuana with a J, not an H, if that's your thing. But uh, yeah, Magic Marijuana. Um, Instagram is mainly my platform. I, like I say, I do my reviews live there and I post them to YouTube. So feel free to uh, check it out there if you like as well. So what made you want to get into this industry? How, like, What all of a sudden made you decide, I need to make this page, I need to go? Young lady, I have been talking about pre-rolled packages of cannabis since I was 15, 16, 16 years old. And 16 years old is now 24 years ago, so it, this has been on, the, uh, on my mind for a while. I was 15 when I started smoking cannabis. I smoke, that's where I started was in Edmonton, your hometown and mine. It's, uh, but it's been pretty consistent for 25 years, so what made me want to get into this? Every part of my being existed for this and this alone. The universe made this for me, and I swear to God, that nature exists. I took some kind of pill, and I'm, uh, I've tripped down a rabbit hole. This is a, a dream come true. So do you think that this um, categorizing of like recreational and medical marijuana, do you think that that's like hindering what you're trying to advocate again? Or for, sorry? I don't think so because there is obvious people, people that are using it, I mean I think there's therapeutic benefits for people that are using it recreationally, but they're yeah. using it recreationally with no concern for whether there are re- uh, therapeutic benefits. Um, you know, and that's fine. I think the, you know, the recreational market or the adult use market is certain geographies are trying to reframe it as. Um, yeah, I, there, it, should, it, it should exist differently because for different uses, I mean, there are therapeutic reasons for using cannabis and treating yourself with cannabis, and that needs to be researched. And in a strictly recreational environment, nobody's going to be paying attention to that. So... Um, I just hope that we can keep a cap on the capitalism side of things and actually really just share this 
the, the findings that we get without trying to patent specific molecules or strains or plants. It's absolute nonsense. This needs to get in the hands of people. If there's answers, we should all have those answers. I don't know if that makes sense or not, but I think that the, there needs to be a separation between church and state, or however you want to call it. There should be medicinal, there should be recreational, and that's fine, I think. You know, I think everybody should be at least supportive, though, of the therapeutic side of cannabis. That's a big, uh, big reason of why I talk about cannabis, about the cannabis, and why I educate about cannabis, because I just wanted other people to know how it enhanced my well-being, and so how has it enhanced your well-being, Cobb? Um, uh, from an arthritis perspective, I was just talking about this. The weather's, uh, the weather's changing. There's a storm coming. My arthritis is flaring up, but it is. It does during these cooler periods and when weather changes drastically and drastically for the worse, um, I do experience flare-ups and uh, cannabis helps me from either the, the standpoint of being able to sleep uh, or the standpoint of being able to treat the inflammation side of things um, and also from an anxiety perspective. I think at this day and age, it's not shameful or, you know, it's not a closet anybody should be hiding in if they suffer from any kind of mental illness whatsoever. And I don't necessarily think I suffer from mental illness as much as I do understand that I need to be aware of my mental health. And I understand that there are some unknown benefits to CBD from an anxiety perspective, and I've experienced them myself after regular treatment. Um, and I, it is not a placebo effect in that regard. And I know other people that are doing the same. I've somewhat consulted other people that have been naive to this that are, are now actually successfully therapeutically treating themselves with CBD and not having to rely on going, they still seek other uh, other traditional methods like exercise, meditation, but they haven't sought out any kind of medication at this point. Meditation versus medication yes. and yeah, they'd be, yeah, high five to that. The um, more we can encourage that, the better, I think. But at least explore that option first and foremost. Um, if you are in real trouble, though, absolutely seek help as w wherever you can, and with a med medical professional, obviously. But uh, there's no reason why people shouldn't be seeking out alternative ther therapies like they would exercise, like they would yoga, like they would vitamins. Why would CBD not be an option that you seek out before you go and look for other possibly more detrimental options for your health anyways? Yeah. Yeah. What other alternative forms of healing do you use? Um, I lift. I don't know if that's considered an alternative form of healing, but without uh, lifting weights, or at least being active anyways, my arthritis would be uncontrolled. The reason I started working out was because I had just finished about a three-month flare-up when I was kind of fat fit. I don't know what they call that. Fat fit, fit fat. I didn't look overweight or anything, but I certainly didn't look very good with my shirt off either, and I avoided taking it off kind of thing. So um, back then I flared up for a few months, it, it, it started to resolve itself, and I realized that, okay, at this point, I need to build as much muscle mass as I can before this flare-up happens again. And I hit the gym, and I hit it hard, and I built muscle and defined and started realizing, hey, I'm making gains. And three months in, six months in, 12 months in, two years in, I realized I'm not flaring up anymore. And that had everything to do with being active and regularly active. So I believe in activity, whatever form that is, if it's meditative and yoga, or whether it's just focusing and, and get rid of, getting rid of the anxiety from a weightlifting perspective, um, yeah, activity and exercise is, is, is one of, well, the major way that I supplement. Outside of that, a, a balanced diet, obviously. Um, I'm guilty of not doing that right now, but uh, it's yeah. been a busy few, uh, well, several weeks. It seems like several months, but it's been a, a busy several weeks. So we're going to get back on that track at some point. Uh, let's talk about your favorite consumption method. Joints. 
joints, yeah. Always joints. Yeah. I mean, that's the... Uh, You're old school, right? I'm like, old school. That's, that's how you always... It was either that, that or a fucking pop can. And uh, oh, I kind of got tired so of the old aluminum oxides. So, yeah, yeah, smoking paint and whatnot. But, yeah, it, uh, that was obviously when I was 15, 16. But uh, as I got older, yeah, joints. Is basically, that's how you consume cannabis. That or a bong. Bongs were... I mean, still to this day, I mean, what the hell, kids? That stuff is heavy. It burns yeah. the hell out of my throat. And you know what? I, I do do it sometimes, but uh, when I do it, I'm doing it to get absolutely ripped. It's like doing one of the massive dab hits where it's like I'm doing this for a specific purpose and one alone, and it's to get really high. Yeah. And a bong will do that because I'll spend 30, 45, a minute possibly packing up a lung afterwards. It hits hard. So the bongs were never big for me when I was younger, so the joints were. They were mobile. I could take them with me. And I was also a smoker. Don't kill me, but I smoked for a lot of the years in my 20s and in my teenage years, which is horrible. I hope it's not as popular now as it was back in the day. But uh, to get myself off of smoking and to wean myself off of smoking, I would roll myself 25 little pinners every single day. And I didn't smoke them all necessarily, but every time I felt like smoking a cigarette, I knew a lot of it had to do with my uh, fixation, my oral fixation, hand to mouth. It was all very uh, habitual in that regard. It wasn't as much the addiction. I could go two days if I needed to, and that's usually what it takes to get nicotine out of the system. The rest is just an addiction. So cannabis actually weaned me off several times of smoking. Well, maybe not several. I quit for good three times, and this last time is for good. But uh, it was part of my process. Of, uh, so I guess from a therapeutic standpoint, there's another way I supplemented my health is by quitting smoking. Yeah, I got a little bit more tar maybe, but you know what? Yeah, all that chemical, the 6,000 chemicals that I was avoiding, yeah, much better off today. On your a list, A friend of yeah. mine, um, he has ADHD, and he, he dabbed some pure CBD. Um, and yeah, I guess he's had still for half an hour like he just like kind of zoned off and sat still for half an hour and he said that was the longest like kind of when he came back too he said that was the longest he had ever sat still non-fidgeting focused yeah. in his whole life yeah it's amazing I love hearing that and that's just know? it it must it be well, I mean, I've had it, like, it's just only recently, my goddamn gums were hurting, and it was just simply from, lot, like, just being tense and stressed all the time, and, like, constantly tense. So, that's just, when I recognize that that is no longer happening after I, I treat with CBD, yeah. it's it's not me just being like, oh, you know, I'm taking this magical bean, I'm, you know, I planted, ma-. like, no, it's not magic beans, it's a legit response, and it's, uh, and there's something there, and more people should be exploring this, it's incredible, so... So yeah, I totally, and that's why I love what you do, is because you're getting that message out, that there's answers out there that we're figuring out together, but fuck, let's figure it out. Oh, sorry, I probably shouldn't swear so much on you. That's okay. I, I tend this to go that route. Plus, oh, so. yes, that's right. You have to age yeah. gate now. You must age so, gate. Yeah, 18 plus, which is good. Yeah, so if you're not 18+, plus, please get off of this podcast. Um, yeah. Do you have, like, another consumption method? Like, especially since, like, I mean, it's 2018. Like, if you had to say a new age consumption method, what would it be? Uh, I got a really, uh, like, I don't know. It's, a, well, it's not a shout-out to the guys. I, I don't mind the concept. It's like these preloadable little cartridges, like tiny little guys that you put into this essentially what looks like a pen but it's 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 combustible so it's you're basically burning these little cartridges 
of so cannabis. Awesome. So it's kind of a, it's I think Steezy, I think it's called S T E E Z Y. Um, it, it's a cool concept. It's uh, it's not something I would use regularly, but I remember when I was using it. I was like, ah, you know what? This isn't so bad. But the problem is, I put Grown Lab Salad Bowl in there, and have you tried any Grown Lab stuff? Um, it's got rosin, it's got flour, and it's got bubble hash all mashed in this, into this uh, ex bowl of extracts, basically, that, that really grinds up very well with flour to roll into a joint. Um, but in these little cartridges, it kind of melts down and gums up. So, yeah, don't put any extracts in. It's strictly for flour, but it seemed to work pretty well. So. I don't know that I would say, but that's just it. It's that or pre-rolls. It's like, yeah, but I really, it's a, it's therapeutic to roll a joint if I have the time to do it. Like, I, And that's the reason I'm not smoking as much as I am, right, or used to, because I just don't have the time to be rolling all the time. But uh, it's a therapeutic process from start to finish. Because it starts with picking what I want to smoke, smelling what I want to smoke, looking, then smelling again, busting. It's just like everything is a, uh, I call it foreplay, so. Right, it's a beautiful flower, and like I, I really enjoy the smell. I really enjoy um, like even dankweed. I think smells great. Like there's and, some well, anything that hasn't that been like yeah, gamma radiated, irradiated, or just like sitting in uh, untreated air. Like if it's humidity controlled, you'll get your chirps for months. It, 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 like even something like sweet Jesus. I've got well, I think I'm. The sweet Jesus, which is a uh, it's a very mild terpene profile, but it's so sweet and so unique that it doesn't have to be knock you knock you on your ass, right? But uh, don't get me wrong, those are still my favorite. I don't know if you've had strawberry cream from uh, oh Top Leaf. It's in my bag right now. I can't my open favorite. it anywhere in public that isn't outdoors because it just fills the room. But with it smells so good. It is so good. And I've had people say, no, that is cured with something. No, that's treated with something. It's like, no, this is fucking, this is BC Weed Company genetics. So this is... Is, is brilliant. It's brilliant. And terpenes are part of, again, it, like, it, 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 smoking the joint is like 10% of the actual process or 10% of the actual experience. 85% of it, 90% of it is is this, this foreplay where it truly is engaging the cannabis in, and that's what I call it. It's foreplay. We, we have our little dance together. We seduce one another. And then, and then, baby, we're done like a fucking praying mantis. I just, I, I, uh, I consume, I burn down my, uh, my, my partner in crime. So it's, uh, so there is a, it's, it's very spiritual for me. It's very, uh, it can be very magical, especially unique terpene profiles, especially, yeah, what are your favorite terpene profiles? Like, what's your favorite? What's the, the most unique or amazing cannabis you've ever smelled before? Like that top leaf strawberry cream, like you said, is one of my favorites, if not. You have top leaf tangelo? No. Blew my fucking mind. Blew my mind. I guess it's 18 plus. Blew my fucking mind, that stuff. It was unbelievable. Well, and that's the thing about smoking the bong, right? Is you don't get the flavonoids. And so. Even though everybody's like, yeah, let's smoke the bong, it's so much fun. I love tasting the weed, like, especially if you get it on a low-temperature vape. Yeah. You can really get some of that flavor profile in. And yeah, and I need to start vaping flour for that reason, is to capture more of the terpene yeah. profiles. Because although with tangelo, for instance, this is why I love tangelo, is that, like, and similar to strawberry cream, but even more pronounced, it actually tastes like fucking oranges in my mouth. And it, it, like when you can still um, pick up, and, and there's a terpene profile on your palate after after it's been combusted, 
Wow. Like, I mean, that's a dominant terpene of any kind. So that's what I love about Tangelove, strawberry cream. You know, there are other ones out there, but these, you know, Top Leaf has nailed it on the head and knocked it out of the park so many times that they just simply deserve the, the shout-out. But, uh, yeah, terpenes. Terpenes are... Uh, I don't want to use the... No, I won't use that word. It's, it's too uh, coarse. I love turkey. So let's okay. just call it that. Oh, okay. That sounds good. I get that too. Um, I also really like that about like pens right now is, um, like you said, you enjoy having like those dissolute uh, pens that you can kind of... Or rosin. There's different kinds that they have out there, right? There's some that have the extra... Um, yeah, the extracts, like the butane and the CO2 extracted. So yeah. some of those, you know, they do have the solvents. And then there are some that are, like, pressed and, and they don't have it. But um, for me, I find, like, if, if they're extracted properly, it's, it's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I think that it's... If you are smoking that and you feel any, like, tickle or you're, like, coughing your lungs out, that's... You need to stop. Yeah, you know? or, like, the... I remember expert joints talking about this uh, Craig X where he was talking about the burning on your mouth if you have that and if, as long as it's not you look down and there's a bunch of tar leaking into your mouth I mean I, every, I hope everybody's had those experiences where it was so gooey that it was just you know the tar and the resin that was actually coming through but if you're smoking without anything actually touching your lips and you're, you have that burning sensation things like that like stop Stop, drop, and roll. Like, don't, don't touch this stuff again. Like, no. let's put a stop to that for I sure. Made, I so. made that mistake, you know, and I actually smoked some um, that hadn't been uh, flushed properly. Yep. And I instantly got headaches for three months, and I didn't even correlate it to the cannabis. To what it could, yeah. Until I tried a new bag. I didn't even correlate it to those two things until, yep. you know, and so don't make that mistake. That was definitely a rough three months of my life. Yeah, well, and that's just it. Kind of know yourself, too. Know how you react. And if cannabis ever starts making you feel not right, it, it can... Take a break yeah. or try something different out of, you know, like, yeah, get something new and see if that's still the case. Because it's, uh, it could be a bad bag. It could just be, hey, you know, it's time to take a tolerance break. I don't take them myself. I, uh, you know, we call that a dependency or whatnot. But at the end of the day, I don't really take a tolerance break. I don't find that I operate at a level any, you know, any less than my peak. You know, and that's just it. I live, breathe, work, play, sleep. Everything is cannabis in my life, right? Mm-hmm. You know, from, I mean, this is my I off time, that. technically. Mm-hmm. This isn't work for me. I hope if you're listening, boss, it's like this is work for me too, right? But honestly, it's like my, my play is cannabis. My work is cannabis. So um, it's not an excuse. It's uh, simply, yeah, I'm an all day every day. And there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. And I think more people need to be able to stand up and say, hey, I travel and I enjoy life without cannabis too. I mean, I, I go to Asia for two weeks a year. I don't touch cannabis while I'm there. I have no interest in cannabis. I don't need it. If it becomes illegal there, and that's part of their socially accepted culture, that's great. But I don't believe either in in, in roaming around. I mean, Thailand, yeah, it's illegal. But I mean, there's a there's a there's an association to cannabis use in certain parts of the world. But I don't believe in going to areas that aren't cannabis friendly, like Japan, for instance. Oh my God, you know, they have a lot of expos and summits for cannabis. Interestingly enough, in Japan, but Japan themselves are very against. Uh, uh, against cannabis in general, but uh, I certainly wouldn't land it. You can find cannabis there, but I wouldn't land there and be like, I need to get weed, I need to get, like, I don't know that anybody would, or anybody yeah. does in that regard, need to get weed. I mean, uh, if you do, I, I would, uh, you know, that, I, I think been, there's something. I have and I have traveled with that guy. 
No kidding. Well, I travel. I, I do. Oh, don't get me. I'm going to just call him Bruce. But I mean, Bruce, if you're listening, I mean, I've been with that guy no matter what. We, you know, but again, it was, it was, we're in uh, generally tolerant-ish parts of the world. Europe. Yeah. Well, no. The guy took off on a tuk-tuk in the middle of Bangkok to go find fucking marijuana when we were a day before leaving for the islands. It's like, let's just wait till we get to the islands, dude. Rips off on a tuk-tuk. Even he was like, yeah, that was pretty stupid, but we got our cannabis. So, I, yeah, I guess everybody's been with that person. I don't know that he needs to be that person. He just likes being that person. That's okay. a thing. So, uh, myself, though, I, I travel, take tolerance breaks, and I get absolutely fucking rocked when I get home. Like, yeah, it's unbelievable. Exactly. Two weeks for me to get my footing again. Almost to the point that if I'm ever going to hit the reset button, be like, you know what, I'm just going to smoke once a week. It'll be then. But, again, there's therapeutic benefits to me doing this. It's interesting, too, how I flare up when I'm in Asia. So it's, uh, and a lot of that, I think, has to do with my refusal to get back on my medication in the spring and uh, uh, a desire to not have to take ibuprofen to manage my condition, which I don't typically have to outside of times like right now. What's your ritual? Like, what are you, your... My ritual. Yeah, your ritual. What is... Well, I do like, I think there's something about, like, smoking a pinner, right? Like, rolling yourself, like, a little little one in the morning um, or you know or a big one or a big one or yeah I like having a bath um, for me like CBD is everything you know like if, if we're talking about daytime use we're talking about like being around people that you know like I'm talking about like my life you know like I don't like cannabis to take over my life mm-hmm. and so that's why I use CBD because I know that I'm not going to be too stoned and I'm like my boyfriend thinks I'm out of touch or whatever yeah. and it affects my relationships and it affects my job and it affects you know different areas of my life and so that's why CBD is integral to mm-hmm. everything that I do um, unless I'm getting really high yeah. right and, and that's the thing is like I use cannabis on spiritual medicinal and um, recreational levels I would say in that order and um, I, I definitely use but it's with the intention, and that's the biggest thing with cannabis is, yeah, like, sure, you can use it for recreational use, but that intention is going to stop there, where if you use it for more than that, or you ask this plant for more than that, it will, it can give that to you. I'm not saying it's a one plant fits all, mm-hmm. but it definitely has a lot of amazing opportunities, and, um, yeah, I am an all-day, everyday person, and I do take tolerance breaks. Would I say take tolerance breaks like my doctor prescribes? Probably not. But uh, I, I do it intuitively when I'm ready. Yep. When I feel like, okay, my tolerance is going up. Or, you know, this is, you know, I'm not having fun anymore. Maybe it's intensifying my emotions. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that happens too, right? So. Have you identified the strains for yourself that kind of. Uh, yes, I am. Thank you. Yeah, they give you that, you know, a, a more of a sense of relief, a sense of uh, relaxation, or do you find it changes when you get one strain from here and the same strain from somewhere else, or even the same strain again? And where do you get your strains? Can I ask you that? Are you strictly the federal licensed producers? Do you, you I mean, you work with the craft producers as well, so yeah. which is your preference? Do you have a preference? Do you have... Yeah, I definitely do. I don't I'm not saying between one or the other. I'm not trying to polarize more so, but it's more, I mean, is there a preference on the LP side, and is there... Not versus is there a preference not at all have you been with broken coast uh i haven't been with broken coast okay that's something that i haven't tried broken coast okay have you been with whistler by any chance which one whistler the whistler Whistler, i've heard that's really good i'm trying to actually switch to them as well right now i've got a couple more coming up before the legalization of sample before it's all on the shelf but uh 
Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm kind of farm fan of Aurora, and uh, I, I went with Aurora because I wanted to see the big growth expansion. I really wanted to see how they rolled it out. I was, I've been a patient since uh, January 2017, which is a year and a half ago. Yeah, it doesn't seem like that long, but in cannabis world, that is a lifetime. It's a lifetime. Um, yeah. But I think that if you, a lot of these craft guys, they got it down to a science. They know. They know this, they know that. They get somebody to pee on a full moon with their period in a bucket. To, you know, they, they do these crazy things because it's... Because it's, yeah. it's, yeah, well, that's, you know, the spiritual ritual. aspect. It's Ritual routine, right? And yeah. so, but again, it comes back to that intention. Mm-hmm. If you are just sitting there, and I've sat there on the couch, just smoking weed, just to get high. Well, that's, that's all, all you're, you're using it for. Yeah, then that's... That's all you're going to get out of it. Yeah, yeah, no, that's I'm that's that's not it. That's not the only thing out there. And anybody who scoffs at cannabis and, and doesn't know anything about CBD, like, I, that's what I'm here to create to smoke, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's what I want to really help people understand is, yeah, well, there's a whole different class of cannabis out there. Medical cannabis should be known as CBD, mm-hmm. you know? But people don't know that. Well, and it's not that maybe it's CBD should be known as medical cannabis. It's not to say that there's there's absolutely no medical value in THC. Either, no, right? and I'm not so saying it's, that. Yeah, but it's, we don't have those conversations, and the media doesn't talk about CBD. No, and the media is going to sense, and that's the problem. It's going to be an exceptionally challenging rest of rest of your life because you're basically going to be watching is this, and it's already happening. With our the, our culture is being reframed by people that aren't even. It's, they're not even users, a lot of them. And in defense of that, too, there are a lot of really good people on the other side. On the, on the industry side of yes, things, I've met yes. a lot of really rock-solid people that are actually really passionate about cannabis. It's not fair to paint them with the same brush as it is to paint us with the same brush being lazy stoners, right? So there's, there's great people, and not that lazy stoners are a bad part of the 420 culture as it existed, you know, the past however many years, 30, 40 years, that it's... Uh, there's nothing wrong with that, but there's also there's an elevated platform at this point that needs to be celebrated and that needs to be communicated upon. And people that there's people that are wanting to listen to that platform. Um, the problem is there is a lot of noise, and the media is going to create a lot of that noise. And we need to be seeking out the the opportunities to educate ourselves, which is tough because not all of us really enjoy doing that. So then it takes those of us who are educated on the subject and are, are driven enough to create something engaging enough so people look at that and say, I'm going to learn while I'm having fun here, or I'm going to empower myself with understanding what the hell's actually gone on and going on. And I'm, going to, I, I'm not going to be scolded for, you know, using whatever reframing, uh, you know, that somebody else is, is, is essentially putting onto our culture. Let's just teach them, educate them why we prefer to communicate this way versus that way. Why we, it's okay to still use recreational because it doesn't really make it any worse than calling it adult use. The reason they want us to use that is to avoid making it attractive to youth. I think there's a lot of recreational things out there that you shouldn't be doing that are still considered recreational. And again, I don't want to, like, the argument is going to get old and we shouldn't necessarily be using it as far as a tallying system. Look what alcohol can do. We need to use that as a backdrop, but we can't be using, like, I think it's, 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 not, it's not complaining about what alcohol has that is going to make the change. It's identifying that you have nothing to be afraid of here 
outside of the jet. Like, I mean, I don't understand why it's so vilified right now by comparison to tobacco, by comparison to, I don't know why it's being equated to tobacco, I guess. That's the other problem. It's like, well, we're just going to let, like, there's a lot of things that are equating cannabis use to smoking. Uh, I get it. We're going to combine the laws of smoking to apply to the same in cannabis. You can smoke cannabis wherever you can smoke cigarettes kind of thing. But I don't necessarily like that either. I don't want to be restricted more restricted I would rather just be like cannabis users can smoke in these areas not say not combine it with the, the smoking of the tobacco because it again starts to provide that stigma and starts vilifying it doesn't do anything to the message of making cannabis especially from a medicinal perspective it's like it doesn't do anything to support that cause so it's how we frame things and how things are being framed upon us and I think our culture is, is a little bit under attack in that regard, to a lot under attack, depending on where it's coming from, yeah. right? And intent has everything to do with it. The road to hell is built with good intentions, but I much prefer people with, I'd rather be on the road to hell with people with good intentions than the ones who built it out of bad intentions, yeah. right? So. That we've recently seen um, in Canada that craft beer is now available to be sold at farmer's markets. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't it be great if you could just go to the farmer's market Pick up your plums, your oh peaches, God, and grab yeah. yourself some insert purple daddy kush. Also, they can sample extra. their wines and liquors and all of that. But Apple. you can't do that with cannabis. But you can't even touch it. You can't even smell it. You can't even look yeah. at it. So again, the disconnect between well, hey, why is one allowed, which is exact, you know, but it's you harmful it versus. Normalized like smoking because that's the thing is I feel like you could be at your workplace and be smoking a cigarette and no one would you know really bat more than an eyelash at it maybe you might get a nose turned up yeah. it stinks or whatever but yeah. I don't think that there's any way that that will be the same for cannabis even though they're trying to pull out the same rules well and I think that well I, I don't know I think there's going to be a, a leniency Vancouver is again probably going to lead that charge as far as being able to go out and I see this at the major cannabis conventions we all go out and at least what in Toronto everybody goes out to vape I was kind of advised that you know in certain in certain company vaping is what is being encouraged that it's and I, I don't it's believe less it's less offensive it, it's viewed perhaps as this is if we if we're going to be making uh, this a therapeutic then we should be encouraging vaping over smoking I, I don't deny that I agree that if I had a thousand dollars to bet on whether vaping is healthier versus smoking yeah. combusting I guarantee you is a lot less healthy but we're not doing ourselves any favors by right now having the argument the un, uninformed argument we don't have the evidence so let's quit here debating whether or not vaping and smoking cannabis which is better which is worse which is ultimately vilifying unknowingly the smoking aspect and the combusting aspect we should simply be talking about cannabis use inhaling in the respiratory cannabis use by in relation to tobacco let's let's create that moat first and foremost, and then we can sit here after we have the proper head-to-head -head trials and research done. Now we can start fighting amongst ourselves as to, well, your consumption is dirty, your consumption... We don't need that conversation in cannabis right now. It doesn't belong here. It belongs against smoking, but smoking cannabis, vaping cannabis, dabbing cannabis, we're still in a fucking fight here, people, and if we start infighting like this between you're doing something right or wrong, go fuck yourself. That's not part of this community. Excuse my language, but I mean, this is where I get passionate, and I've seen this argument come up. This is clickbait. It's absolute fake news, Breitbart clickbait. There's a study that was done in 2007 that suggests this. What do you think? 
I think it's clickbait. I think that doesn't belong in our community. I don't think we should be misleading with this kind of tabloid-esque approach to cannabis. So yeah, let's sit back and have the data. Let's not allow some crap that went on in the past to have us fight amongst ourselves. Let's use this as a platform to, you know, to, to, to really start setting the moat between alcohol and cannabis, setting the moat between tobacco and cannabis, Thank and you. then we can start fighting amongst ourselves as to who's better and who's worse. I right. hope it never comes to that, but you know what? Lay off flower smokers, all right? Yeah. We're the reason you're here. Flower power. We're the reason you're here. <laughs> and that's because the media keeps sensationalizing it and calls it pot, calls it weed. But when you call it pot, it implies pothead. Pothead is a stereotype, and that's what we're trying to move away from. Mm -hmm. So let's call it by its scientific name, and let's call it cannabis. Yep. Because that's what it is. Yep. And, but, yeah. and again, I guess with the... You know, it, 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 for myself, it kind of switches a little bit back and forth. It depends on the environment I'm in. Um, I have to appreciate the fact that our, the culture that I've come from with this and the cannabis culture has come from this place. I don't view words like, like if I'm with my buddy like, like Matthew here, and I'm like, hey man, you know, why don't you come on over and let's smoke some weed later. Um, I, that's my connection to Matt, and that's always been our connection. And for me to turn to my friends whom I built my relationships on because of weed, not cannabis, it's, it's, I, I think in that, amongst friends and whatnot, I think it's how we choose to, to, uh, to embrace our culture. I think it's also, it, but you know what? And when I'm sitting in interviews, or maybe when I did sit in interviews these days, I probably would drop the F-bomb. But back in the day, I, I, I use the F-bomb all the time around my friends, but I'd be sure as hell pretty stupid to be using that in an interview for pharmaceutical sales. I adjust my, I adjust my frame, I adjust how I approach certain, certain dialogues by who I'm com communicating with. If I'm communicating to people who are seeking therapeutic help, I'm not going to sit there and talk about weed and pot and you know getting high and all of that. The language is reframed into obviously yes, well it's a different conversation. Yeah. But if somebody is like, hey man, you know I, I heard that you know some weed is better than others. I, I just want to use it to you know I want to enhance you know I want to have a really cool time or I want to like sit on the couch and experience this movie. It's like, dude. That's called getting high, man, and it's okay to say that, but I don't think it's okay to, it's okay to reframe your language, I guess, and it's okay to be transparent about it, but in the right situation, again, it, it, you're not gonna call it weed, you're not gonna talk about potheads in that, in the frame of a medicinal or therapeutic side, and I don't necessarily think you should be using that anyways on the recreational side, but if you let it, let it slip that, hey, I'm gonna go smoke weed with my buddies from high school, well, I went to high school in the 90s, people. I mean, it was called weed back then, and it's, I'm not gonna feel ashamed. In the same way, I'm not gonna feel ashamed for going out and smoking a joint when everybody's telling me, well, vaping's better. Well, it's like, hey, man, again, going back to the, it's not a dialogue I want. Yeah, chill, man. It's like, we don't need to have that dialogue right now, man. Just relax. We're all, we're all here therapeutically doing our things. Some of us are getting high. Some of us are treating ourselves. Whatever your reason is, man, you're smoking weed with me. You're smoking cannabis. Whatever it is, we're doing this together, all right? So let's stop with the infighting. Let's stop with the reframing of the language. I can understand it can be intimidating for a naive user, but that naive user probably is in there, you know, the 60 plus or the 50 plus is maybe not looking, maybe they are looking for it from a recreational standpoint, but they're probably understanding too that, oh, they, it's called weed. It's called this. It's fun for them. Yeah. It's when there's somebody from them that's seeking out therapy. 
where it becomes very intimidating for anybody, even a Vancouver senior, for instance, to walk into most dispensaries in this yes. town, which are very open and welcoming, it's still intimidating for them to go in and talk about it because it, it, that's where weed and being high and, and abusing or re recreational, that's, those are scary words for those people. And we need to create environments where they can go and safely learn about this without stealing the culture or reframing the culture or isolating and compartmentalizing and forgetting about the culture and where we've come from. I don't think these are bad words. They're not rooted in bad things. Pothead, well, yeah, you know what? My dad was right. Some days I was a pothead sitting on the couch. It was just, I was a little, but it's, it, it's, it's not painting everybody with the same brush and it's being able to understand what's being used and when it's being used and the context it's being used in. So, That's does that good. make sense? Yeah, it's I don't good know. that you're talking about the culture. Or sharing, just smoking a joint with somebody is not trafficking, it's not encouraging somebody, it's simply sharing. It's yeah. just like, you want a sip of my beer, dude? Yeah. Yeah, try this. Yeah, like, taste the grapefruit. I don't know what the fuck, the hops, whatever it is you people are drinking these days. It's uh, craft cannabis. Well, I mean, I that's like I, I I have open invitations to pretty much everybody back home to you come out here. That's all I want to do is like, yeah, you you leave your leave your money at home. You, well, you well buy me dinner maybe or munchies, but you're not spending anything on cannabis, and we're just you blow through whatever you want and whatever you need. It's it's here to share, and it comes back in droves. You know what? That's the other thing with cannabis. You just fucking pay it forward. You don't have, unless it's that guy who's always, and we all have that one person, and yeah, I'm not going to name names, but uh, there's always that one person that never has anything, and you know what, go, go F off, I don't, we don't need that either, but uh, share a little and it'll come back a lot, oh, so, yeah. Absolutely. so yeah. It's beautiful that you say that because um, I, I do look at it as almost this thing that I have to tie. And so um, a part of whenever I gain anything is, is giving away some too. And so, um, yeah, it, there is this really spiritual, beautiful element of this plant. Every part can be used, you know, for, for something, you know, they all have medicinal, medicinal parts. And, and if, what if we took more of an approach like that, more of like, what if we took that outlook and, and we applied that to more things in our life? You know, that perspective is something beautiful. Yeah. yeah, I absolutely agree. I, yeah, I don't even know how to follow that up. It's just, yeah, you, 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 you put it so eloquently and perfectly. It's, uh, yes, I agree. I agree. Uh, excellent. I think that's, uh, I think that's it. Yeah, that's if all, you, that's all you needed. That's all I really needed. If you have a lit tip, we would love a lit tip. A lit tip, hey? Um, again, there's a lot of naive users that are going to be coming online after October 17th. People that have never used cannabis and have been waiting for it to be legalized. But there's a shit ton of us in Canada that already have. And there's a lot of us that, uh, that know what we want and, and, and how we like it and who we want it from. And I think the LPs need to start understanding that anybody that is in those types of positions that isn't even open to trying cannabis or treating with CBD or somehow engaging cannabis that you're no offense to old liquor reps or old tobacco reps I get it you guys have been through the shit but you know what you're just sales reps at the end of the day kind of thing at least at the level I'm talking about where it's being hired you're just sales reps I get at the executive level you need more strategic this that and the other thing but there are companies out there that have an executive team built on, on, on cannabis users and people that have a real relationship with this plant. And there are executive teams and companies in its entirety that are built 
on alcohol, that are built on old tobacco, that are built on things that don't translate well to our community. Now that depends on how well our community maintains their independence and, and their, their voice and all of that. And it doesn't have to be confrontational, it can be educational, but it's, uh, I, I think the LPs that are, are assuming that they know what the cannabis folks are because they can go and cookie cutter what they've learned in alcohol and what they've learned in tobacco or whatever marketing background they come from. If you can't in some way tell the consumer that you have engaged this plant in some way, you're willing to engage it more than you have, there's going to be problems and we're going to sniff that out and it's going to, we're going to figure it out as a community and, and there's going to be people out there, hint, hint, that are going to start calling that out because we're already aware of a few organizations right now that have this, this executive type structure in place. There's misogyny also that's going on and there's no place for that in cannabis either. I don't want any inequality and there's already that imbalance of power. I'd like to see ethnic equality, I'd like to see gender equality in this and we need to really start focusing on who's truly behind that right now and if are you paying lip service to it or are you actually doing something about it are you wanting to be diverse and inclusive are you wanting to learn like the rest of us or are you wanting to tell us what we think we want to hear in order to buy your products and you will get sniffed out there's a transparency to that and there's enough people out there that are watching and there's enough informed people like yourself, and I'm gonna pump my own tires like myself, and a lot of the people that you and I engage with on a daily basis that have a much bigger voice than these people even realize. And the ones that do have a good voice are contacting us, and they're asking for our feedback. And not just our feedback, but that of the consumer's feedback. And at least they're trying. Now, that's something to be said, and that's where I really wanna see things going, but yeah, there's a lot of snakes out there too, and I think we just need to be aware of that and as a community, identify those snakes and either charm them or we got to get a bat and whack them on the head and get them out of here. So Snakes will be snakes. Snakes will be snakes. Yeah. I think you're right. The informed cannabis user, the cannabis connoisseur, um, somebody with a serious medical condition and treats it for pain will know who these people are and will see through them. Because yeah. That's just the reality. We, we, this community sees through. This community's woke. Yes. Yeah. That third eye is wide open and ready to call you out if that's and I don't want to leave it on a negative note either. October 17th is awesome. It's awesome for most of Canada, a little restrictive and suffocating for Vancouver, but for the rest of Canada, this is the most amazing opportunity that we've had. It's now legal, and from this platform, we can start making the changes that we want to be making. I want to congratulate Canada. I want to thank Canada. I think we're in a fucking pretty sweet spot here. I mean, we know we are. This is unique. This is a game changer for the world. Economy. The economy, everything. So congratulations, Canada. October 17th truly is a day to celebrate. It's something that uh, we should all be smoking some on. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to be reflecting that day on, you know, where where we've come from and where we're going. But uh, get out there and party. Stand outside and stand proud. And get a joint in your mouth. Get a vape in your mouth. Get an edible in you. Do something. But, yeah, you know what? Celebrate this because this is one of the biggest freedoms that you may ever be allotted and allowed by your government in your life. I don't think there's anything in my lifetime that I was ever going to be, I will be granted such, such freedom. And it may seem restrictive and these laws are meant to be challenged and broken. So sit tight kids, it's gonna get better. Let's, let's 
weather this one together and let's celebrate the best parts and that's access everybody we now have access and it's legal normalization normalization yes All 1017 right. is a new 420 it is yeah. it is congrats. yes congrats everybody we should spark one up I think so absolutely okay. thank you guys thanks everybody <laughs> and the insta handle at, at matchstick marijuana check the bio for the YouTube link outside of that yeah keep an eye out for changes at some point but right now uh yeah it's at matchstick marijuana find me there thank you so much guys thanks so much for listening you guys i really appreciate it i know that Cobb really appreciates it i'm going to be launching out some more episodes so definitely be sure to check back in frequently in the meantime please go and rate this podcast five stars and leave an awesome review for everybody that does do that. I am giving away an awesome giveaway. So you can check that out on my Instagram. So again, like I said, please leave a five star and an awesome review. I'd love to hear from you. Talk to you soon. Till then, this is Talia from High Vibes.